Okay, so welcome to uh, the Daily Takeaway. We've got a treat of a show, high octane show ahead. Yes, bounces around, doesn't it, today? It really does bounce around. You're going to love it. In the meantime, though, thank you to the lovely team at West Yorkshire Money. Simple, smart advice. They've sent Richie and I, not just a mug each, but uh, a Yorkshire tea sachet. Wonderful. Bag each. And then, this is the thing which we wanted to do on the podcast for you uh, today, do it for you now, is uh, they've sent us a pot of Pontefract cake. What is Pontefract cake? It's a dark looking collection of biscuits. I've never actually heard of it before. But um, we're going to try these out. Tell you what's interesting. I'm not going to give it away, but coming up in this show you're about to hear, there's another talk of like a northern place with cake, but that's 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 to come. Oh, now, wow. I'll tell you what, the smell of it, these are little tiny dark biscuity looking things. The smell of it is taking me back to a sweet shop when I'm about nine or ten years old. They look like Oreos. They do, little tiny hard ones, but oh. licorice to the max. What's oh. your view on licorice? Not a fan, not a fan. Producer oh. Nick just smelling it there to so have a little look. You don't like Nick? Come on, man. We got. To, let's get. I feel like we should need to bring licorice back. It went by the wayside. It was like Mr. Bassett, Bassett so, or whatever his name was. Tell you what. Would you mind, in preparation, if I pour myself a pint of water, and then I'll try it. Okay, that's good. Belt and braces as ever for Richie Firth. Nick, you go have one. Take it now. You'll come up on it during the second half of the show. Nick, if you want water, there's none left. Sorry. He's had it. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Goodness. Do we do this now or do we try it at the end of this particular takeaway? That's just a, that's a good way of making sure uh, people will listen right the way through. <laughs> yeah. Final items when we gub are, what are they called? Do you gub licorice? I think you gub a bit of lic- licorice. You, yeah, we're going to gub Pontefract cakes at the end of this episode. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. Monday and all that, reflecting on the weekend. It seems like a lot of people had a big weekend. It does, doesn't it? It seems like a lot of big weekends going on, whether it was Glastonbury, uh, British Summertime at Hyde Park and stuff like that as well. I think pretty much everyone in my social media timeline uh, at some point was at something and had a beer in their hand and all this kind of stuff, and lanyards and wrist passes and all that kind of thing. Do you know what, though? I had the direct opposite. Uh, we never left the garden in our house. Even though everyone around you was going to stuff and going to brilliant things. There was even the Lee on Sea Folk Festival this weekend. Yeah. Didn't go anywhere near it. It was on your doorstep. It was, we didn't go. On my doorstep, didn't go anywhere. Uh, we just stayed in the garden. We had barbecue, uh, did a bit of weeding, like not, you know, nothing untoward, just like getting stuff out the the back of the garden, etc. Uh, some beers. Thea, our middle daughter, made a snail farm, which was quite cute. But it was quite liberating. I would classify it if, if what they're talking about there is like, oh, big, massive weekend, big weekend. I think it was a small weekend. Do you have a small weekend this weekend? I would like to back you up on this, and, and I would encourage you and say, I think there's people, if they've got a big weekend, they shout about they it. They do. But I think in reality, a lot more of us have had small weekends than those that have had big ones. It's nice to have a small weekend sometimes, isn't it? Yesterday I was very excited because the weather lent itself to the fact that I had ordered off Amazon a brand new set of uh, clothes pegs. Brilliant. The old ones... That is a small weekend. It is, isn't it? The old ones have lost a little bit of their purchase. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I was able to do three loads of washing and get all three up on the washing line yesterday because I had new pegs. So, I mean, that's not something that you go on Facebook about. If if so, I would unfriend you. (laughs) But it's still... You feel uh, a sense of achievement on on a Monday. Did a barbecue because we was in the garden just watching the washing dry. It was a small weekend. So, look, if you've had a small weekend, everyone's boasting about big weekends, get rid of that lot, the the loudmouths. Let's talk about the people who've had a smaller weekend. Get in touch. For example, Chris says, I did nothing on Saturday as I was so tired. Sunday, I fitted a new shower mixer. (laughs) 
I changed the bed and cleaned the bathroom. He adds, poignantly, it was never meant to be like this. Be proud of it, Chris. Kitty looked like she was going to have a big weekend, but then says our gig was cancelled, brackets, Ooh. Alanis Morissette. Oh. Uh, so we stayed home. Uh, it was a small weekend, ordered a takeaway, caught up on Top Gear and Taskmaster. I, I watched Top Gear for the first time in ages last night. It was really good. So good. It was really good and really enjoyed it. Sometimes, you know, uh, having... You know, staying at home thrust yeah. upon you like that yeah. is a lovely thing. Uh, and Mrs. Russell has tweeted to say, Guys, we went to the big home and bargain on Sunday. Yes, it has a cafe in it. The highlight of the weekend right there. That's exactly what we're talking about. Carly says, Saturday, watch my husband build a barbecue. Sunday, watch my husband jet wash the drive. That's it. <laughs> I like that. She's been observing him work. <laughs> I didn't leave the garden. Richie bought clothes pegs, yes. brand new clothes pegs. Uh, Jackie's on the line right now. Jackie, what was your small weekend like? I bought clothes pegs too, new ones. <laughs> wow, so you've both got new clothes pegs. Can I just ask as someone who doesn't really know that much about uh, the, the peg market at the moment, <laughs> have they changed? If you buy modern clothes pegs now, are they, are they like a load different to what clothes pegs used oh. to look like? They just—they're all nice and colourful. They've got little metal bits on the end. Very, very, very nice. That does still sound like just pegs from 25 years ago. <laughs> no, uh, Jackie would agree with me, I'm sure here, Jackie. But I—I uh, I think your modern-day clothes peg—it's—it's it's a lot stiffer. It is definitely. But they haven't fundamentally changed. Are you telling me after all those years, right? All you know, you think about the amount of like JML adverts out there for like improving life. They haven't reapproached the peg and made it any better than what it was like when I was a kid. It's it's a little bit smaller, and I got twenty pink ones, twenty blue ones, and twenty grey ones. Oh, a sixty pack. <laughs> I know. Look at you, right? I know. Did all the washing, all dried, perfect. <laughs> perfect small weekends. I thought it was just me that bought new clothes pegs, so I'm glad it's not just me. It's the season, Jackie. He's missing out. <laughs> Brilliant. Andrea says, dropped husband's car at garage, picked up husband's car from garage. That's that's it for Andrea's... What's Andrea's husband doing? Why is Andrea having to do that as her weekend? He sounds like Lord Muck to me, yeah. to be honest with you. Shina Sam says, I dismantled the bed on Saturday, so wild, living the dream. And this, this is what we're after. Michelle says, we had a free teen house. My daughter went on a sleepover. Movie night on Saturday with my partner, dog walking, and then the gym. Bush and myself both had small weekends. You want to hear about your small weekend. Mark in Watford uh, says, first time in ages, I had Saturday night off, had a takeaway, Built some Lego. That's absolutely lovely. Sounds perfect. And that's it? fine. It's fine to do that. Lynn says, I cut the privet hedge. Back garden only. Saving front for next weekend. Oh, oh, oh. Craig, tell us about your small weekend. Well, we had a few beers with the curry with friends Friday night. Um, Saturday night around our house. Um, that was it, really. Not too late in bed. Then Sunday, we just did nothing all day. And I clocked up 300 steps all day. Wow. It's interesting to get, like, a, a readout of how, how much pacing around you've done on a small weekend. What, what's I, mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm a window cleaner, so I'm usually pretty active Monday to Saturday most weeks. But yesterday, I did absolutely nothing. That's great. You must be proud of that. That's the whole point of the small weekend. Be proud oh, of yeah. that inactivity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they were, if they were giving out cool badges, like the opposite to Dave Berry's show, then... I'd be getting many, many for yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so 300 steps yesterday. What do you think was your, your, your biggest journey yesterday? From where to where? Oh, 25 yards to my fridge. That was about it. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the title of your autobiography, my friend. <laughs> We've got Ruth on the line right now. What small weekend thing did you do this weekend, Ruth? I went for a sound bath on you, Friday. You went to a sound bath on Friday? Yes. What is one of them? 
So it is. Uh, it's kind of down the yoga route where you have a lot of a lady with some like big pots that she vibrates, makes these noises, and you lie down, and your body sort of vibrates with the sound bath. It's really good. It's really cool. So yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the. You remember when they hit the gong at the start of movies? Yeah. Is it like that where she comes in with a big old stick and hits the hits the pot? There was a big gong, yeah. But the rest of it is just like these bowls, these sound bowls, and she just makes these beautiful noises, and you just. You just lie down and just relax. <laughs> and Ruth, and are you think? lying in a bath? Oh, God, no, you're lying on the floor on a yoga mat. Oh, right, OK. A phone bath. No, no, it's just that you're lying on the floor. Because there, there is, you know, sometimes when you've had a few beers, you can do the thing where you can play your pint glasses by putting your finger yeah, around the top yeah. of the uh, the glass. Right, is is it a little bit I like that? No, nothing like that at all. And how are you nothing feeling, like having, having had a sound bath on Friday, how are you feeling today? Feel all right. Uh, you just, um, you, you're kind of in a bit of a zone. So Friday evening, I was just like, your kind of body still feels it's like vibrating from the sound. It's, it's a really nice experience. Wow. So it's, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'd like to think the home-time audience come away from a show thinking they've had a three-hour sound bath, really. <laughs> That's what we're going to start calling this. Home-time of Bush and Ritchie, a three-hour sound bath. Oh dear. Uh, Tracy, you had a small weekend? Yeah, it's quite a chilled one. I was supposed to go to um, the Alawite Festival, but that didn't work out. But instead, I've got a little cockapoo that turned up at the weekend. Amazing. Um, I would, first of all, if you'd gone, to the, you, you, you saved yourself one there because if you'd gone down to the Isle of Wight for the festival, it would have been the wrong weekend. Yep. Secondly, we're, well, we're very no, cheerful. I was supposed to be going to the Muse and then chilling out afterwards. Okay. Um, so I didn't end up going to any of that. But it wasn't this weekend just gone, though, Tracy. I'd missed the weekend just gone because I got my cup, so I didn't watch Glasgow. Yeah. It's getting very confusing this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confused with Tracy's diary, but a cockapoo has definitely <laughs> turned up. Well. <laughs> now, basically, I wanted to go to a festival. I'd missed two. Right. Um, so I'm not doing very well. So I was, I was wanting to go to Isle of Wight Festival to news. I missed that one because I wasn't too well. And then um, I had a bit of a rest from that. And then I missed watching Glasgow on the telly, but the cockapoo turned up. <laughs> okay, and then what's the po- cockapoo's name? Pepper. Pepper the cockapoo. Yeah, as in Pepper Potts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. I, I, I I'd, never, I'd never yeah. put that uh, together. I wouldn't have worked that one out. Uh, yeah, but. my family and I are mad Marvel fans. So a dog's been on the cards for ages, and it was going to be um, a female cocker spaniel. Right. But this, this little fella turned up. Um, it's a neighbour's... Um, dog's brother, which is a bit weird, but anyway, so but it's male. But I thought, oh, Pepper's okay. But so the original plan was that Iron Man, Pepper Potts, yeah, yeah, yeah. is is other half. So it's always going to be called Pepper. So it is called Pepper, but Ped- Pepper Paddington instead. <laughs> okay, listen, Tracy, uh, we're going to leave that there. But it's good to speak to you. Take it easy, and we'll 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 speak again soon, right? Yeah, it's confusing my life, yeah. It's so fine, we've made some notes. Right we'll have a debrief and we'll <laughs> yeah. sort it out. And we'll see if we can work it out, yeah. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Now, I need to update you on uh, on the lads' holiday. We were speaking about this last week, the drama of uh, heading abroad without your parents for the first time and all yeah. that anxiety and what happens. And you lot were telling me some stories, putting the frighteners up me about my teenage son heading off for first time on his first holiday abroad. Yeah. Dropped him to Heathrow on uh, Saturday 
Monday uh, lunchtime after uh, a morning of uh, packing and making sure all the right stuff's in the right bags and there's stuff isn't, you know, that you can't be taking in the cabin, all that kind of thing. Yeah. It's got a Saturday evening flight. Um, uh, so there is the parent. There I am with flight radar looking at his flight heading over. D- to be fair, it doesn't take much for me to be looking at flight. I was going to say, it's a dream for you just to be able to do that. Gives you a reason, doesn't it? <laughs> so there I am, and then around about half past ten, quarter to eleven Saturday night, see his flight land in Bologna. And there I am thinking, great, he's fine, brilliant. Get the old text message, his roaming's kicked in. I'm here safe and sound, Dad. Wonderful, I can go to bed. I wake up Sunday morning, I check my phone. About 45 minutes after he's landed, and I've already gone to sleep, message had come in going, my baggage hasn't turned up. Oh, no. So Because yeah. we were talking about the fact that he hadn't even used most of his baggage allowance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's completely gone for a burden. <laughs> yeah, gone for a burden. Never turned up. Didn't turn up on Saturday evening. Didn't turn up Sunday. Didn't... It just... He's been out there three days now in this 40-degree heat. Oh. <laughs> with the same... Cl- I mean, he's a teenage boy, so he's pretty used to, you know, circulating his clothing. He must be that. humming by now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He I'm must just... be absolutely stinking. <laughs> glad he's there and not... Ba- They've located it. It's going to get to him. There's plenty of people that are having luggage dramas at the moment, but I've never had any problems with luggage ever travelling on any form of transport. So I, uh, I thought just before we get to our brand new quiz which is coming up very exciting, we oh, could yeah. devote a section of the show to, to luggage chat. Someone's tweeted to say 0898 luggage chat. That's what it is. That's it. It's right now. Uh, but you know it can be, luggage can be anything right? So I mean I've got, some of this happened to me that's stayed with me for the rest of my life that it's not like luggage is like luggage for on holiday but it's like my bag. Yeah. So my school bag and I'll never forget this as long as I live and it was like third year whatever that is called nowadays because I don't know what it is but I was, we were getting changed to um, get into our PE stuff to go and play rugby or something and I pulled my towel aggressively out of my school bag and my mum's bra had got wrapped up in the towel through <laughs> washing and it landed on my friend Richard's knees. <laughs> and no one else saw it. And you know, bearing in mind, at that age, that would have absolutely crucified me. Year nine, yeah. Yeah, and he was uh, he was very good. He just gave me a little wink. He put it back in my bag. I put the towel back on top of it. And we never spoke of it again. But I feel like I, if, if Richard Sainsbury ever needs my help in the future, I'll be there like Chewbacca and Han Solo's little deal they got going on in Star Wars. So there you go. Luggage chat. It could be missing luggage. It could be something in your luggage that you weren't expecting. Jack says, we went on our honeymoon... Uh, at the start of May. Uh, my wife's luggage was lost on the way there. The first five days of our marriage together. Oh, my wife. My, my wife having to wear all my clothes. That's a nightmare, isn't it? Like, if you go on holiday and your luggage doesn't get there, like, what are you wearing? Because, I mean, you know, the stuff you buy on holiday, what, like a Falaraki T-shirt and sliders? <laughs> yeah. But a honeymoon's even worse. It's all meant. To, this is meant to be it. It's, it's, it's bliss. It's the peak. And going around in your husband's clothes. I tell you, one thing that's happened to me on two different occasions, once on the Eurostar, another time just checking in to a hotel with my kind of hold-all thing that if ever I go away, I take it with me. My, I don't know if this happened to anyone else, but on, on two occasions, my electric toothbrush has gone off in the <laughs> side panel of my bag, and I tell you what, that ain't a good look. <laughs> Tony's in Canterbury, says, I moved here from Australia in September 2006. Wow. I had about 90% of my clothing in my main bag. It didn't show up. And it still hasn't to this day. Do you reckon someone's walking around in his stuff? (laughs) Or is it just lost, like, at the bottom of the sea somewhere? 
Or is there a guy walking around in his stuff? Like, he's almost got his identity. Take and turn his identity. That's the way I would look at it. Imagine that, though. Imagine coming face-to-face with him, like a shopping centre. I had clothes like that in 2006. They're my cargo pants. I swear they're mine. <laughs> uh, this, this text, I mentioned earlier on that my kind of luggage incident was pulling out a, a towel at school when I was changing for PE, and my mum's bra was wrapped in my towel, mortified. <laughs> this text says, I also had a changing room incident my second year of school. I opened my towel. No, it wasn't my mum's bra, but not one but two pairs of my mum's frilly white undergarments <laughs> fell to the floor. I quickly looked to see if anyone had noticed, and I kicked them under a stool and went straight to the pool. Got away the, with it. This particular topic is getting more and more specific. Packing your mum's stuff. It's a bit dodgy, isn't it? Uh, 8, 12, 15... <laughs> Uh, for your text uh, Adam luggage chat it's your go what happened I went camping in Newcastle as a teenager um, and after driving all day um, setting up a tent got to 10 o'clock at night getting ready to go to sleep um, I realised all my uh, um, duvets and all my um, bedding was left in Dorset <laughs> what can I just ask before we get into the baggage thing right what a strange reverse camping that is you live in Dorset beautiful rural area you're going camping yeah. in Newcastle what's all that about Adam uh, I'm a Newcastle fan so we're going to watch football so you're going to camp oh. out to go to St James's the next day or something yeah to watch a couple of friendlies so uh, the only clothing you've taken then is a, is a couple of Toon <laughs> shirts by the sounds of things yeah yeah a couple of um, uh, Newcastle shirts and socks that's about it Wow, so how did you did you get how did you get on? What did you do? Um next day I was able um the lady who owned the campsite uh, was very kindly and lent me some blankets. It's a good wow. job it's warm up in Newcastle, isn't it? <laughs> exactly toasty up there. <laughs> it was in July, but uh, yeah, and I never forget about how embarrassed I felt. Uh, more, I think, handing the blankets back two days later because it was daylight and then walking up and realising people were watching me know what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, Adam. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Heather in Warrington offering uh, a tip about lost luggage. Says, I've got a bit of a phobia about it. I've never lost any. Uh, however, when me and my husband go on holiday, split our clothes over two cases, put a few bits in hand luggage just in case. Mm. Sid and Pixie have texted say Bush and Richie were currently in Kefalonia, put grease in brackets, we know what it is, thanks very much. Uh, flew out from Heathrow on Sunday, Saturday actually, my wife's luggage was first off the carousel, however, mine is still at Heathrow, so I'm having to improvise, but I do look good in my wife's dress, says Sid. Ed uh, is uh, next waiting, your luggage story please, Ed? Well, we're coming back from Australia, um, we were supposed to get an alarm call to get to our flight, and uh, that never came through, so after a big night on beers in the curry the night before, we... Um, we got to the airport late with a massive chest and I had to put a whole load of my stuff uh, from the chest into a cardboard box and all my personal details, banking certificates and the whole shebang. And, um, yeah, the airline lost it. And so I suppose well, by, by law of probability, somebody's cloned my identity and um, there's another me hopping around the world because wow. there was a, just a, a random shoe in there as well. <laughs> so, Ed, if, I, you know, if someone has taken your, your, your identity, what kind of stuff are they enjoying? What privileges of being Ed have they got? Oh, I, I'd imagine it's a rock and roll lifestyle. I imagine they're, you know, entry to all the best clubs and, um, you know, just absolutely living it up on, on the back of my, uh, of, my, of my sort of identity. I'm being a bit thick here, Ed. How did you get to the situation where uh, a fly from Australia back to the UK, you're, you're, you're randomly packing stuff with just hours to go? I would have thought that would be a big trip and you'd be ready. Uh, well, we were ready, um, but the night before was pretty heavy um, with, with uh, drinking... Um, VB with some good friends, and then, right. as I say, the, the, the alarm call was, was supposed to come through and, and didn't, so I had this chest that weighed uh, 
about 35 kilos, and uh, they just wouldn't take it. They, they, they said, there's no way we can take that. Out. <laughs> right. like it is, so Jack Sparrow turned up, up, up with a chest. <laughs> Why were you ever carrying a chest around with you, Ed? This gets more confusing the more we even look into it. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not sure I was carrying around. It makes me sound like a bit of a sort of quibbly modo, but um, um, no, it's just a just convenient way of getting stuff from A to B, really, into the awful apart. A chest. A chest said no one. <laughs> Ed, it's a great story. Brilliant. You're a sketchy character, but we like it. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad you like it. It, 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 it kind of worked out in the end, but um, yes, it, it was one of life's experiences. I tell you what, and if there's anyone listening to this that, by, for whatever reason, feel like Silla Black here has got Ed's other shoe, wouldn't it be a great Cinderella moment to reunite them at some point on home time? <laughs> well, if, if anybody knows where it is, um, I'd love to have it back. Uh, luggage chat has been a triumph. One final uh, piece of uh, luggage chat from Amanda. Hawaii. We both arrived Ooh. in Hawaii. Our luggage had flown on ahead to LA. We had nothing. So we had to buy T-shirts with Hawaii written all over them. <laughs> Avoided buying the Hawaii. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, Richie and I have committed to a week of mint-themed quizzing as a vehicle to give away tickets to the brilliant Kendall Calling, Kendall Mint Calling Festival. See the lights of the Stereophonics, Bastille, Supergrass, Wombats and more. Uh, So let's meet our contestants hoping to win big. On line one we've got Heather. Heather, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Where are you calling from? York. Beautiful. Beautiful part of the world. Favourite mint? Thank you. Oh, Mint Humbug. Humbug. Will that turn up in the quiz today? We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, Playing against you is Dean. Dean, where are you from? And what's your favourite mint? I'm from Dundee and it must be after it. After eight. (laughs) Very luxurious. Henry VIII there on line two. (laughs) Shows the versatility of the mint, though, doesn't it, Bush? There's just so many different types, isn't there? Yeah, and there's our boss thinking this won't last for a week. Well, we'll show you. I'll show you, mate. Here's the rules. They're very simple. Uh, Heather, you're going to get three mint-related questions. Then, Dean, you are going to also get three mint-related questions. Uh, The person with the most correct answers will win. Uh, If you're equal after uh, each of your three questions, we'll go to eight tiebreaker. Pretty easy, really. Right then, Heather, we're going to start with you. Best of luck. Thank you. Your first question. Are these all about... It's all about polo polo mints is the theme. Polo mints have nothing to do with the highbrow sport of polo, but how many members are there in a standard field polo team? Oh, gosh. Six. Ooh, unlucky, it's four. Okay, don't worry. Two questions still to go. Second question. All right, focus, Heather. Polo mints. Polo mints are famous for being the mint with a hole in. But can you tell us who was the founding singer of the band Hole? Oh. Oh, gosh. No idea. Sorry. Just give us a name, just in case. Might fluke it. James. James. <laughs> it wasn't James. It wasn't. He did form a few other bands, but it wasn't that one. Courtney Love is what we were looking for there. Final oh, God, question. Yeah, okay. Uh, question three. Polos are one of the few mints that have a car named after them. Which car company, though, makes the polo? VW. Yes. Correct. There you go. You've got one. Well, let's see how James does. You know, that, that, that might be an imposing score for James. Uh, in fact, it's not James, it's Dean. I don't know who James is. <laughs> He's oh, the no. guy who started uh, <laughs> Hull. <laughs> Dean, sorry for uh, confusing you with uh, the whole fella. Here's your first question. Polo mints, Dean, polo mints don't have a logo, just the word polo in large letters. But which fashion brand has a polo player for its logo. 
They're off for then. Correct. Right, he's off. Isn't One more, it? and you've got this fella. Question two: Polo mints were originally made by round trees, but in which northern English city that was once ruled by Vikings? York. He's done it. <laughs> he he's has, done it. Yes. Wow. That's Congratulations. Well, I mean, we, we could ask him the final question, but I it's... I'd like to. Go on, let's ask him the final question. I mean, it, this is a dead rubber, but, you know, let's just... You obviously know your mints, so let's see. He loves the mints. He does. Dean, there are normally 25 polo mints in a pack, but in 2014, 2015 rather, which singer released an album called 25? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. It wouldn't have been Ed Sheeran, actually. Was Adele, but uh, it doesn't matter. Adele, Adele, Adele. Well, it, it, like you say, it's by the by, it's a moot point because you've won your way to the Kendall Mint Calling Festival. What about that, Dean? Excellent. Don't Good lad. Well, listen, lovely to speak to you. Heather, unfortunately, I'm afraid you didn't win, but it was great to have you on and great oh, to find no, out what your favourite mint was. right. <laughs> you got his ones, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, well, pass on our love to James, the guy that founded the band Hole as well, OK? <laughs> At least I didn't call him James, did I? Didn't All right, you don't start right. on us. Get her off. Get her off. It's been a long day. Bye-bye. The Daily Takeaway. Bush Richie's Daily Takeaway. Well done you for sticking around right to the end because I clearly want to hear me, Richie, and producer Nick Gubb a Pontefract cake each. Here we go. Let's uh, one, two, three down the hatch. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, you can't swallow that. You've got to chew it. It's given me Fisherman's Friend and a seedy kind of vibes as well, actually. Hints of that. Face being pulled by you two. Oh, Richie's gone in the bin. Nick's... Nick's like, uh, are you trying to take a, a toy off a dog? I've got aniseed like, saliva now. It's horrible. Do you remember those aniseed, red aniseed ball things? Mm. Do you not like them? No. That's a no from me. I've got a lot of Pontefract cake to get away through. Thank you to West Yorkshire Money. And if you've got merch for your business, send it to us. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. But in future, nothing licorice-based. We've got a lot of licorice. Thanks. <laughs> 